0: All right, back here on the Ohioan and behind the Steel Curtain Network. I'm excited to have here Ryan Clark. Obviously, he's a uh, Pittsburgh Steelers great, and he's a current analyst for ESPN. Ryan, how's it going today? Going well, man. How are you doing? Fantastic. Well, let's first of all start with the Steelers draft. Uh, you know, big draft for the Steelers after Big Ben retired. How do you think they did?
1: Um, I mean, think, I think they did okay. Um, you know, when you look at... Um, George Pickens in the second round, I believe that's huge. I believe it's extremely uh, an underrated pick at, at, as well. Uh, you get another quarterback to add into your room um, later on in the draft, draft, and then you add depth um, at other positions, which I think this team, this team needed. Uh, you know, you think back, you don't, you, you decline the option for Devin Bush. Edmonds signed back, signs back to the team on a one-year deal, and obviously the huge pick is Kenny Pickett in the first round. Uh, I think he's the most pro-ready quarterback at this time. I think he has a skill set that everyone believes directly translates to the pro game. Uh, Now it's about how fast can you get him up to speed and does he give you a better opportunity to win than Mitchell Trubisky. You know, when you
0: draft a guy like that in the first round, are they looking at him as a, a starter? I know it depends, as you said, how quick they can get up to speed. But usually, his first round picks they start pretty quick. Would you be surprised to see him start week one?
1: You know, I think I think that has been the trend that first round picks now start. Mom, but let's take back to Justin Herbert and Tyrod Taylor. Justin Herbert wasn't supposed to be the, the starter. Tyrod Taylor has a freak accident with the shot and he becomes a starter, and then everybody knows what happens from that point. But there's no way you can watch Justin Herbert in that first game against Kansas City and not think that he showed he was ready in camp, right? Yeah. But they still had a plan. And so I think sometimes the plans are just different. Uh, I hate to keep bringing up Tyrod Taylor. Same thing with Baker Mayfield in Cincinnati. Yeah. Baker Mayfield replaces you know, Tyrod Taylor there. Uh, you know, We haven't seen guys sit... For the entire year anymore, but you can even go to of Baloa and Ryan Fitzpatrick, where they basically were starter and reliever. Reliever once of Baloa began to play, and so I think it just all depends on how ready the quarterback is, on the plan that each team has set in place. Um, you can say that uh, Mitchell Trubisky is a more talented Kenny Pickett, or was a more talented Kenny Pickett when drafted, that was less ex- less experienced. Um, I think he has a stronger arm. I think he's more athletic. Uh, but I do believe Kenny's more accurate down the football field. So you have to see how those things play out, especially with Mitchell, you know, having failed in Chicago, had an opportunity to learn in the Brian Dayball in Buffalo and where that goes from here.
0: It's going to be interesting to see how the new receivers helped out, too. I mean, I know Claypole and DJ have done a lot so far, but they got speed. I mean, you talked about Pickens, you talked about their fourth round pick. I mean, it sounds like they've got a more dynamic receiver room than they've had in years past.
1: Well, I think, the, I think this receiver room has been, you know, dynamic in years past. I think DJ can really play. Obviously, we know what Chase is. Uh, George Pickens is a star to me. If uh, yeah. you go back to George Pickens' freshman year, and what he was able to do at George, I think we all remember the highlight catch uh, during practice. And so, I think George Pickens has an opportunity to be one of those receivers in this draft that makes an immediate impact and has an opportunity to grow into a star. What do
0: you think the ceiling is for a guy like Kenny Pickett? I know there's a lot of argument either way about him or the possibility of a Malik Willis or anything. Uh, do you think um, Pickett's got a high ceiling?
1: Um, I mean, you never you never want to be negative about a guy. Uh, I think Malik Willis had the highest ceiling. Mm-hmm. Um, when you look at Kenny Pickens' film, you believe that he can be a good football player. I think uh, what does help him is if you look at guys who didn't excel until their last year in college in the last two draft drafts, we have good examples in guys like Joe Burrow um, and a guy like Matt Jones yeah. who truly who ascended up the board in their last years of college, and we kind of saw Kenny Pickett do the same thing.
0: Okay, uh, very good. Uh, let's look at the whole offseason from the Steelers. I mean, they were very active. This was the first year, and, man, many that I can remember. They actually had some money to play off under the salary cap. Uh, do you think overall they made good choices? I mean, they kind of bolstered their offensive line, add some depth pieces, uh, another quarterback with a Levi Wallace. Uh, do you think overall they did well?
1: I mean, I think, I think they did what the Steelers do. The, 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 Steelers don't use, the Steelers don't use free agency to build a team. Right. Uh, they, use, they, they use free agency to build depth and, and look for players who eventually become quote-unquote Steelers. I mean, you think of the, the Jeff Hardings. You think of the James Farriers. Uh, you know, you can include myself yeah. in that. These weren't huge free agent signings. But these were people who became linchpins on Super Bowl winning teams. And I think that's what, you know, Kevin Colbert has done an amazing job of doing, identifying guys with, with, with certain traits both on and off the field that make them viable options to become still the starters and play well. And I do believe the move to get Levi Wallace was huge. Obviously, they had to bolster the offensive line. We saw kind of what a wreck that was last year. And, I, and we know that this team wants to run through Najee Harris.
0: Yeah, definitely. And speaking of like free agency, complimentary pieces, um, I've always been impressed about how when you played with the Steelers, your play complimented Troy, and I felt that your consistency made Troy even better. Uh, taking a look at the Steelers now, you've got that type of player in Minka Fitzpatrick. I know there's some question about what they would do at safety, but they brought back Troll Edmonds. I think Troll had a better year last year. What do you think it would take for him to kind of keep building and be that solid complementary piece? I think he's almost there, but what do you think he's missing to become like what you were?
1: I think the the easy part was that the positions were flipped. Yeah. Right? Uh, Mika's a free safety. uh, Right. Terrell's a a, a strong safety. and, And they have distinct positions. Whereas, even though Troy was the strong safety, we didn't necessarily have distinct positions. I could go down in the box and play. He could obviously play... The middle of the field, and so our relationship was built on the fact that I do whatever Troy didn't feel like doing on that play, mm-hmm. or or I, I did what I had to do to allow Troy to, you know, be instinctive and allow Troy to use his film study to make plays. It's a little more difficult when Mika's the guy that's usually back in the deep part of the field, and so what Terrell has to do is actually just ins- excel <clears throat> individually. He has to become a, a better playmaker. He has to become a better ball disruptor. Um, he has to become a better physical force. And if he can just be good as an individual player, I believe Mika's going to do what he does anyway. You know, many people don't think that Terrell has been a great compliment to him. And not it's not because it's not the same as me and Troy, right? right? Troy, people, <clears throat> like our relationship was built on allowing Troy to roam free, allowing Troy to play free, allowing Troy to feel free. That's not what Mika and you know uh, Edmonds is. What they are is two players that play individual positions, and if they both play well, it bolsters their it bolsters the safety position as a whole.
0: Yeah, I think that's going to be the lasting memory of Troy. I, I don't think anybody's ever going to see a player like him. I mean, it was unbelievable what he did. I mean, the closest I saw was maybe some of the plays that Kyle Hamilton had, but you just don't see it anymore. That's what made Troy so special.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I can I wouldn't necessarily put Kyle Hamilton in that group, although I think he's great. Um, he's a kid. I got an opportunity to coach in high school and train in high school, but you know, uh, I think, I think, I think we sometimes throw around young names with Hall of Famers when we shouldn't. Okay.
0: Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Uh, one final thing about the Steelers, and I want to talk about your relationship with a uh, Crown Royal. Um, what do you think is a good expectation for Steelers this year? I, I personally, I think they've gotten better, but the AFC is just insanely rough this year. Tons of great teams.
1: Uh, you think they got a shot at the playoffs? Um, I think they have a shot at the playoffs because of the man that coaches them, because of the organization mm-hmm. uh, that they are, and because of a guy that plays uh, outside linebacker number ninety that's just going to absolutely destroy things every time he gets an opportunity. You know, they're, they're still stillers on that team. The Mika Fitzpatrick's, the Najee Harris's, uh, the T.J. Watts. Obviously, Cam Haywood, who I think has the opportunity to be a Hall of Famer. So this team can be good. I mean, it's the treacherous role that is the AFC now. Obviously, we don't know when Deshaun Watson will play, but you have Lamar Jackson and, you know, Deshaun Watson and Joe Burrow in your division. You have, you know, uh, Russell Wilson Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, Derek Carr. I mean, the list goes on and on. Josh Allen. And so I think when all of these teams have these elite quarterbacks, you wonder where can the Pittsburgh Steelers close that gap and close that space. And that's going to be Coach Tomlin's biggest challenge this year.
0: Yeah, fantastic. And uh, this
1: interview was made courtesy by Crown Royal. Uh, Tell them about Crown Royal and what they have going on. Well, listen, we're just all excited, man, to just raise the glass to the 57th NFL Draft class. You know, Crown Royal is a proud sponsor of the NFL. You know, they're a whiskey sponsor. And they're just excited to see these guys get an opportunity to get into their communities, to get, get on their new teams. Like, these players are doing the same things that we did. You know, they're having an opportunity to start a life, to build a life. And Crown Royal is just excited to be a part of that. Uh, you know, they got an opportunity to team up uh, with former players uh, who really enjoy seeing the legacies of not only these players continue but the partnerships with the NFL, like Crown Royal, of people who want to see these dudes be great in their community. So we're extremely excited about that.
0: Fantastic. Ryan, thanks so much for your time. We're looking forward to watching uh, your analysis, you know, through the summer and um, through the next season with NFL and ESPN. Thanks, man.
1: really appreciate it. Have a great day. Thank you so much. Have a great day, sir.
0: Hi, I'm Jennifer Mooney.